Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. a formula to creating a fantastic life and there are certain ways in which we can discover the tools to create the terrific kind of things we want manifest in our daily living. Becca Lynn Johnson is a leader in facilitating breakthroughs through her mentorship and resources with Rooted in Reason. As a successful entrepreneur, who also runs a seven-figure network marketing business alongside her husband, Becca has carefully curated practical tools and workshops to help people on their journey of becoming rooted in reason. She's also an inspirational speaker, author, and the creator of the Rooted in Reason podcast. I am thrilled to have her join us tonight to help us learn how we can create our best lives. This is The Spark, I'm your host, Stephanie James. Well, I have to say, when I think of passionate people, I think of Becca Johnson. You're sweet. (laughs) And I know from watching you on stage, you are a dynamic speaker. I would define you as a firecracker. You just bring a certain level of excitement and passion to everything you do. I want to welcome you to The Spark, and I'm just excited to talk with you. I'm so honored to be on this. I I will never forget the first time that I met you. This strong woman with so much beauty and poise and really just want to take a moment and honor you for your work that you're doing on this podcast. Um, I know there's a diverse population of people that come on here and share their passions. And I love that so much about your podcast because no matter who you are, people can walk away learning things. And so thank you for having the courage to pave the way and to bring all types of people on. It's so cool. Thank you, Becca. I appreciate that. So I want to hear what's happening with you now. You're an inspirational person in that you're a woman entrepreneur, and you have had that spirit, I think, for a long time. And maybe that's what we could start with, actually, is for the people that don't know Becca Johnson, tell us a little bit about your story. What got you here? Well, how long do we have, Steph? (laughs) No, let's see. You know, my whole life, I have had an essence about me of inspirational speaking. I have always, even when I was a child, can remember vivid times on the playground or playing with friends where the conversation and the words that were coming out of my mouth were always extremely positive, extremely inspirational, always rooting for you, building people up, pouring belief into people. It's always been a part of my essence. It was an easy thing for me to do. And when I was a child, I followed in the footsteps of my grandfather and my mom pursuing passions of teaching. So I ended up, fast forward to college, I ended up playing volleyball in college and ended up studying health promotion, physical education and health. So I came out of school, licensed to teach public school, physical education and health. And I was truly living in congruency with who I felt I was created to be. I was building up students, speaking life into students. I've always been passionate about health and fitness 
that has always been part of my DNA. And so I was, I was doing that and it was great. And then I became a mom and <laughs> married my sweet husband, Ryan, right out of college and pursued those career, pursued that career and had my son. And as you know, and, and I talk about this a lot with the work that I do, we all have pivotal moments in our life that change the trajectory of where we think we're going. And for most women, when you have a child, that's one of the pivotal moments in most of our lives where we think we have the path that we're called on and that's where we're going to go. And for a lot of us, once we have children, that path will, will change. And for me, it happened when I had my son Bridger. I knew that I wanted to be a mom, not trading my time away from him. And so I embarked on a new pivot in life of working out how can I pursue those things that I'm passionate about, but also be a present mom. And in all transparency and all honesty, it was really hard because I soon discovered that I was not wired to be a full-time mom. And in the pivot of embarking on motherhood and thinking that I wanted to be a full-time mom and not miss moments with my child, I lost parts of myself. I stopped building and pouring belief into other people because my time was consumed with being a mom. I lost part of the essence of who I was because I was locked in a house and I'm an extremely social person. And so that was a pivotal moment in my life where I realized that we all have an essence of who we are. And even though there will be times in our life that change the trajectory of where we're going, it's so important that we intentionally live in our essence every single day. And so for me, it meant creating work where I could still live in that essence and be the mom that I wanted to be to my son. So I went back to school, got a master's degree, and halfway through that of raising my son Bridger, who, you know, he was now 18 months old, I realized that I had also a part of my DNA that was entrepreneurship. And looking back, it actually came from my dad. My dad had a small business my whole life. He had a landscaping business. So I was blessed to grow up in a home where I had a mom who was a teacher. She was a .edu, you know, educator. And then I had a dad who was a true entrepreneur from the ground up. He built a business. And so I was blessed to see both sides of the spectrum. I was blessed to see a mom who, you know, reported to her work uh, as an employee. And I was blessed to see a dad who taught me the real significance of hustle and the real significance of you got a dream, go build it. That's who you are. You make it happen. And so halfway through getting my master's degree, I had this vision for creating a physical education program for preschoolers and literally seven days later launched the business. And that was the start of entrepreneurship for me. Prior to that, I was always an employee within the teaching sector. Well, that actually resonates with your whole firecracker persona I was just talking about. You come up with the idea and or seven days later, you launch it. It was crazy. I had no clue what I was doing. 
other than the fact that I knew the essence of who I was, I knew the gifts that God had given me of teaching, communicating. And I had at that time in my life, a passion to create opportunities for kids because I was raising a young child and I didn't see opportunities for him to get involved in things, physical activity in that realm. So I launched that and it was great. And for eight years, I ran this business. It was beautiful. I had my daughter along the way. And then came another pivot. And I speak about pivots with a lot of conviction because I think this is where when pivots happen in people's lives, it's very scary for most people. Like I will keep things real always. They're very scary because it's something different. And in the work that I do, I always, always encourage people to really pursue pivoting. I actually wrote an article called Pursuing the Pivot because unless we pursue the pivot, we'll stay right where we are. So what happened with that company that I started was, let me, just to keep it real simple, my children outaged the company. (laughs) So the company was designed for preschool age children. And over the course of six, seven years, my kids outgrew my company. I was no longer surrounded in my house with preschoolers. I was now surrounded by kids who were in elementary school. So having to dial into teaching preschoolers, it was just, it was tough. It was challenging. And so I got smart in my entrepreneurship, leveraged myself, hired amazing teachers, but then came and came this other pivot. And it was the scariest pivot that I ever made in my life because it was embarking on a type of entrepreneurship that I knew nothing about. I mean, it was, it was a little bit, I felt, I felt out of control in a lot of ways. It was, it was my husband coming home from having a private physical therapy practice, being a professor of exercise science. So much of the work that we had done up until this point in our life had really Look, our identity tends to be in our work, which is not the right way to look at your work. Our identity is not in our work. Although that's our a very, very not. common thing that happens I, that people, we identify ourselves by what we do, who we are in the world. And so it makes sense. I mean, it's easy to fall into that trap. So then if you're not going to define yourself by that work, boy, talk about a risk. Well, and this is why I get so passionate about the work I do called Rooted in Reason. But unless we really understand who we are, then pursuing whatever we want to pursue in life is going to be full of challenges and obstacles. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy and that you're not going to have to overcome things and learn things and fail and rise again. But we have to really stand strong in who we know ourselves to be first. You have to know who you are before you can become. A lot of talk in the professional development world of who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? And that's good. We should have a vision for the types of people that we want to become. But the problem that I see is unless we can harness and stand with strong confidence of who we are right now or who we were born to be, the true essence of who we were born to be, then the becoming is going to be met with so much challenge because you're going to question everything. You're going to feel like you're not worthy, that I'm not good enough. I can't become that because I don't understand who I am right now. So that's where I get really fired up. So this massive pivot came and, and long story short, it, the most significant mindset shift that came out of that pivot which was seven years ago now, which has allowed me to be a full-time family. I brought my husband home. We have a full-time business from home outside of what I do with my own personal brand with Becca Lynn Johnson is that 
when you realize that opportunities and pivots come into your life that really have nothing to do about with you and everything to do with the people who are waiting for you, and that it's rising you up to serve people on a level that you weren't able to do before, listen to that pivot. Even through the fear, even through the doubt, even through the question and uncertainty and feeling that it's uncomfortable and you're going to probably have to learn things that you didn't know before, pursue that pivot because it's never really about us. It's really about knowing who we are in the pivot so that we can serve and love people greater than we're currently doing. And you bring up such an important point. It's if we don't know who we are already, then we're going to be searching for our identity as we're becoming, becoming, becoming. So as we become more rooted in who we are and really explore that place, then we can open up to those gifts that are going to not only serve us, but are truly what I'm hearing from you. They're going to serve those around us. They're going to serve our greater community and potentially even serve our world. Yes. One of the biggest challenges I have in the personal development, personal growth space, which I'm in that space with the work that I do with Rooted in Reason, is that oftentimes you can hear a podcast, like people will hear this and they'll be really inspired or it'll hopefully motivate them to move forward and to reflect on their current situation and make impact that causes them to rise up. But you can read a book and you can listen to a podcast and you can hear stories. And oftentimes the problem is while it might inspire us, it leaves us with more questions than what we started with. And I know this because I lived this for a good five years over the last eight. It was very weird. I always knew who I was and where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And then, and then this new industry came into our life and it caused me to question everything. And it was the first time in my life that I had ever questioned who I was. And what I realized is through all the personal development that I was going through that I knew I needed to do in order to get where I wanted to go, it was leaving me with more questions. And the reality was I had to redefine and re-explore and unroot who I was authentically created to be. And stand in confidence and say, this is who I am. And this is how I can now take who I am and apply it in this work. And on the journey of doing that work, sure, I can become, I can become the vision of the Becca five years from now that I want to be for the world to see or for my kids to see or for my husband and my friends and my family. But I can't do that if I can't recognize and love who I am right now and who I was five years ago and 10 years ago. And as a child, that's important. Well, this is really essential because I I really want to ask you how you did that. What were the things that helped you? Because, you know, we all go through those things where all of a sudden we'll find sometimes it's not something wonderful. Sometimes it's a death or sometimes somebody loses their job. And so they've got to truly like really dig deep. And it's almost like reinventing yourself, finding out what you're really made out of. And so people go through these shifts where they're like, I, I don't know who I am. I'm, I'm not in touch with my identity right now. I really need to dig deep. And so can you share what were the tools or what were the mechanisms that helped you to really get hold of yourself? Well, I didn't have the tools, which is why I create the tools now, because they weren't there. But what I had to do was I 
want first and foremost, I had incredible mentors, mentorship. I had beautiful mentors in my life to help me, to help direct me. So that's a clue. I mean, you got to surround yourself with people that you can be really real and vulnerable with and be really honest with along the journey and just kind of say, this is where I'm at. Can you help reroute me? You know? And I had that, which was a real blessing. One of them being my mom, Dr. Lynn Owens, who's extraordinary. And I'm just blessed that she she's my mom, but I didn't have the tools. So I create them now. What I did was I went back to when I was a child and started asking myself, what is first and foremost, if I'm going to define who I am, I have to know the essence of who God created me to be. And the essence is our personality. And there's, look, there's so much out there on personality. You can Google personality tests and there's thousands of tests that come up. But I had to really, really identify the essence my true essence, not through nurture and environment, but nature. Like I came out into this world with specific essence that makes me special to who I am, just like you did. It makes us unique. And I have an essence of spirit, like you talked about. Um, My whole life, I've just been very spirited. I have an essence of being bold. I have the, the essence that really just it defines my personality. I have an essence of being extremely fast paced. Some people will say that's not a positive thing. I say that's actually a great thing. I can get things done. So we have to take time and just going back to childhood and thinking about moments where you felt like you were living true to who you were. Because when you're a child, you're not worried about what other people are thinking. And so I would remember moments where I was in flow and what did that look like? And what I felt really good. I always thought I, you know, I was always speaking to somebody. I was speaking breath of life into them. I was teaching them. I have an essence of teaching. It's just part of who I am. I was always on the playground leading the kids. So I know I have an essence of leadership, more specific to personality, very optimistic. I've always been. So I went back to my childhood. So that that'll really help people. So I had to identify my essence, which in Rooted in Reason, we say that it's really your personality. Get really clear on that. It also sounds like it's deeper than personality. I mean, it's like that was your spark. Like that truly was getting in touch. When I think of essence, I think of, you know, those are the things that are just innate in you. Exactly. They're expressed through your personality. And they're definitely, but it's like you said, I mean, it's like you were born with these gifts. You were born with these gifts. And what we'll find is that as we journey through life, there's going to be environments, good or bad. There's going to be peaks and valleys. There's going to be great things that happen to us. There's going to be terrible things that happen to us. And all of those things can shift or cause us to squash or question our true essence. So in identifying the essence that makes us who we are, we have to look beyond those things. And that's hard for a lot of people to do. But until we can really do that, we can't know who we want to become. And it's owning that true essence. Essence is a huge part of answering who am I. The other thing that I had to do is I had to ask myself, what do I stand for and what do I stand against? And I call, in Rooted in Reason, we call that our convictions root. So we have our essence root and we have our convictions root. And this, think of this as a moral compass. See, over the last eight years in the entrepreneurial work that I was doing alongside my husband, 
there was a lot of stuff that I saw that I was questioning. I couldn't align myself with it. And if I didn't have the conviction of staying true to the things that I stood for and the things that I stood against and let that protect me, think of it as my armor in every decision that I made, it would derail me. It would cause me to not move forward. It would cause me to question. So I had to get really solid on my beliefs, not worrying what other people's were. And that's another thing I want to say really quickly, because it's one of the, it's one of the greatest challenges today is comparing ourselves to other people, especially because of social media, outlets of hearing voices at the tap of a finger, right? Push a button. You can hear the opinions of other people. Don't compare. As you embark on the journey of discovering who you are, don't compare who you are to anybody else. But convictions was big. And once I was really solid in that, answering what do I stand for? What do I stand against? It created that boundary for every decision moving forward, which was huge. Because I see people all the time, one way, one day they're this way, next day they're that way, next day they're here and there. They're all over the place. And you have to be rooted in your convictions to make the right decision for you. So we have the essence and convictions. And once it sounds like you're in alignment, with those convictions and your essence, then boy, the trajectory forward is amazing. And it's the final route that really makes it amazing. And so the third route that I had to unroot, if you say, <laughs> is my our gifted, I call it the giftedness roots. People say, what are your gifts? But I, I love the word giftedness. I just feel like it's a little bit more emotional. And like your essence, our gifted giftedness is part of what we were born with, right? But it's different than skill. Skill can be learned. We can all learn skills of things. For example, we can all pick up a basketball and practice the skill of dribbling a basketball, and we can all get better over time. When I talk about giftedness, it is just something that we're naturally good at from the time we are born. So for example, I've always been naturally very good at communicating with people. I love communicating with people. It's very easy to me. I can walk into a room. I can leave with 50 friends. It, that's, a, that's part of my giftedness is communication. Another part of my giftedness is teaching, right? So I had to go back and say, what are my true gifts? And then when I was able to do that work and say, this is my giftedness, nobody else. This is Becca's giftedness. And I was able to merge the roots of the essence of who I was, the convictions that were going to protect my moral compass and the boundaries regarding the decisions I was going to make and align it with my giftedness, and you merge those three roots together, and then you apply that to how you live your life every single day, let me tell you the greatest part of it. There's joy. Hmm. There's joy. And my mission with Rooted in Reason is that people come in and take the time to discover their true roots so that they're not left more confused, so that they're left with clarity to move forward. So that we're not starting with what's your why. We're starting with who am I? Until we can identify who we are, we won't really know the reasons why we do things. Look, I know the reasons why I do everything that I do. But if I'm going to do them and feel joy along the journey, I have to be solid in who I am along the way. I love this. I'm speechless because I, I, I'm just watching you on the screen. I love watching you talk with this this passion that I know. And, and it makes me think we need to talk about Rooted in Reason for those listeners that don't know as you're referring to this, because 
what an incredible model. I'm listening to you and, and I'm inspired. I'm like, I want to know more. What What is this Rooted in Reason about? Rooted in Reason came to life about one year ago this month. I was blessed to speak on stage in front of over 5,000 people. I think there were 9,000 people live streaming it. And out of my mouth flew the words rooted in reason. And when I said it, I was saying it to an audience of entrepreneurs who want to create extraordinary impact and influence in the world. But because I know what it's like and how challenging that journey can be, I know the lack of joy that most of them were enduring every single day. And when I spoke rooted in reason, I said it somewhat like this. You must be rooted in your reason for everything that you do. And I gave the whole speech and I walked off stage and there was this immense peace about me that overcame me. And it was a voice that was basically saying, you got to take, you got to go. You got to go. This is what you're created to do. And The journey of becoming rooted in reason is about being who you are meant to be so that you can do what you're meant to do to maximize your influence, impact, income, and joy. And I know that as I work with entrepreneurs every single day, we all long for more influence. We all long for more impact. We all long for more income. Listen, having money is such a blessing. It allows us options to make difference, positive change in the world. But what I'm really passionate about is that joy piece, because I know a lot of people that have very little income that are full of joy. And it all comes back to the fact that they know exactly who they are. So it's, it's a self-discovery journey, but it's not one that leaves you confused at the end. It takes people through steps of what are my roots? What's my essence? What are my convictions? What's my giftedness? And that's just the first part. I mean, there's seven parts to really, to being on the journey of rooted in reason, but boy, it's, it's incredible. It's been such a blessing to, to really welcome women. And I love working with women because I am a woman. So it's mostly women that I'm working with, but to come from a place of complete frustration to total joy of so much uncertainty to confidence. And this is who I am of so much doubt to reason, knowing that they know that they know it makes sense. Now, here's how I'm going to get there, but it does not start with why it starts with who. I'm Dr. Natalie Phillips, host of Connecting a Better World, and every Monday on the show, we take time to spotlight individuals, businesses, and organizations doing good in this world with thought-provoking interviews designed to focus on the impact they are making in our community. Listen live every Monday at 7 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NOCO FM, and subscribe to the podcast at noco.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey friends, this is Charles with NOCO FM, the podcast network and streaming radio station dedicated to creating diverse shows just like this one and the numerous others that we help produce. We hope you'll consider becoming a supporter on Patreon, which helps us pay our hosts, produce more shows, and allows us to give back to nonprofits in Northern Colorado. Not only do you become part of our community, but giving also gets you access to an incredible selection of exclusive content from all of our creators, starting at just $2 a month. To get started now, just visit noco.fm slash patron and sign up. Once again, that's N-O-C-O dot F-M slash patron. Hope you have a fantastic start to 2019. We've got some big things coming your way. Now, back to the show. that is huge too that I love that you're talking about is this the the product of this if you will being joy because the last two years I've been to the Inc. 5000 so I'm surrounded by the top 5,000 entrepreneurs in the nation and I would say joy wouldn't be necessarily the component that I see from all of them the keynote speakers, definitely. But I think that what I hear oftentimes the struggle being for those people is they do get so driven. They do know maybe who they are and what they want to put into the world. And then they get lost somewhere in that. And sometimes the joy is the piece that's neglected. So tell me about that integral part of this and how you see it leading or fostering joy. Joy to me is... It's not, it doesn't, it's not fleeting. Happiness is fleeting. I can have an experience that makes me happy and I can walk away and turn, turn around and something will make me extremely sad. Joy though comes from our soul. I have a really big faith. So my joy comes from me being really grounded in my faith and whatever that looks like for you, I would encourage you to, to find that. But joy is steady. And what I know in the work that I've done with women is most of the women that I know who lack joy are questioning, what are they doing? Why are they here? Who are they? You know, and so you can't really live in joy until you can firmly love and know who you are. You just, you can't. And I think for a lot of very successful people, they they might not know who they are. They might just have personality and persistence and grit. Grit's a really great thing. I've got grit. I can grit anything out that I set my mind to. That's just part of my essence too, grit. So I know I have grit. And I think a lot of successful people, they have grit. They're determined. They persist. But just because you have that doesn't mean that you have joy. And I think that one of the biggest regrets than anybody would ever say on their deathbed is that they lived a life without joy. You can accomplish anything that you want, but without joy, where's the fulfillment? Where's the significance? Where's the meaning? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, how do we cultivate this joy? We find, as we're finding out who we are, we find out our essence, we start really looking at our gifts and kind of digging down into this. Is joy a natural byproduct of that? Or what, what is your experience with that? Oh, I love this question. 
We have to be intentional at living in our essence, convictions, and giftedness every single day. Even if it's 10 minutes, we have to be intentional of doing something every single day that's true to who God created us to be. And if you can do that, you will experience some feeling of joy. It could last all day long, or it might be a little, little segment of the day because there's lots going on. But we have to be intentional about living true to who we are every single day. So for example, I recently worked with a sweet friend who was really stuck, really questioning her purposes, why she's here. And so we did this rooted in reason work. And through it, we learned she has an essence of creativity. She's had it her whole life. It, came, it comes out in the giftedness of making jewelry, of art, painting. She has a longing to make an impact in women's lives. When they put her jewelry on, it changes. It brings her joy, right? Brings her joy. And she went a few years without making a thing, without creating a thing because she was juggling mommyhood, being a wife, all these other things that she pushed who she was created to be to the side. And so many of us do this all the time. And so in the answering of the question, who am I? And strengthening those roots of her essence, convictions of giftedness, I said to her, you've got to be intentional every single day at creating something, whether it's a bracelet, picking up your paintbrush, something, you have to do it. And she committed to doing that and instantly was living in more joy. Why? Because it's who God created her to be. And then we turn it into a business so that she can maximize her influence and income, which is so incredible. Because ultimately, once we discover these things, the real blessing and the real fulfillment comes from giving it away. That's why we're here. We're here so that we can live and so that we can identify, know, and love who we were created to be and then go give it away. No matter what it looks like, you go give it away. And that's how you manifest joy. You live in it every day. But you have to be intentional because it's really easy to get so caught up and so busy and to worry about everybody else that we that we push it to the side. So to tap into it every day, and like you said, even if it's just 10 minutes, you're creating something or you're being mindful or you're visioning something, but you're moving that energy in you that ignites with whatever that essence, what that gift is inside of you. That's right. Every single day. And I want to be clear to make sure I understand. So is Rooted in Reason, is it something you do online? Is it something that is, are they workshops? I mean, how would someone connect with this? Rooted in Reason is the trademark of Becca Lynn Johnson. So I am Becca and I created Rooted in Reason. Right now, the platforms are all online. So I wrote a Who Am I workbook that is absolutely free. Listeners can get it by going to BeccaLynnJohnson.com. You can download it right from the website. I have a beautiful community group on Facebook where I'm in there every week working with these women. And we're going through the workbook together right now, which is really fun. There's units in there. It's my teaching giftedness, right? So I developed it to teach and walk people through. So we have that. I've got workshops coming. You know, part of the essence of who I am is I love I love speaking and I love speaking from stage. So events are coming. There's big vision for Rooted in Reason because I know the impact that it has in so many people's lives. But that's a good start, BeccaLynnJohnson.com, Instagram. 
the workbook is extraordinary and it's, it's not going to answer everything, but it's a great start for people. And then there's a book. There's a book on the way. That's wonderful. It's exciting. It yeah. is exciting. The, and this is one of the things that, that I love about you, Becca, is that not only do you speak this, because a lot of times you'll find somebody and it's like they know the answers. They've intellectualized the answers. They've read them or figured, it, figured them out in a book. But you live these. You live this. Yeah, that I'm thank you for saying that and thank you. That that means a lot to me. Living our life out loud in true in truth and in being transparent and authentically who we were created to be can be very scary. And I speak about that a lot actually. And so thank you for saying that. I will be the first to tell people I'm not the expert. I leverage experts when it comes to understanding personality and and those things. But I've lived in the place of not knowing who I was. And I've gotten through to the other side. And I firmly believe that experiences are our best teachers. And if through me speaking out loud, rooted in reason from stage one year ago, was the seed that was planted that I needed to know this is what I was created for at this moment in time. I will live what I teach. And I knew I had to pivot. I knew I had to go do this thing. And I just hope that my actions will inspire other people to go as well. And that you're worth it. You're worth it. The beautiful thing, too, about you that, uh, you know, I've seen as you're speaking about showing up and, and, you know, giving people permission to be their authentic selves, which I think is so important. I'll never forget seeing you on one of your, I don't know if it was a live video stream or just a video that you had recorded. And there had been a, a tragedy with with one of your friends and and someone that you loved had passed away. And you really just came on the screen fully in your grief, fully where you're at. And you were just like, this is where I'm at. I mean, you're crying on the screen and you were sharing that experience, which was stunning because it it also, I think when we're able to do that, it gives other people permission to be in their authentic selves and that they can grieve or, or maybe they can be in anger or they can be wherever they're at. And it's just part of this collective human experience that we're all sharing. Yeah. Social media is funny, isn't it? I mean, we open it up and it's it's a highlight reel for most people. If anybody goes to my personal page, especially on Facebook and watches my live, it is not a highlight reel. Just yesterday did a live and I was sobbing, talking about fear. And I I believe I live that way because when I was in that place of uncertainty and questioning, I think deep down there was a part of me that longed to see more people living authentically. Like I knew these people behind the scenes and then on Facebook or Instagram or social media, they were very different. And I knew that if I was truly going to live authentically to who I was created to be, I had to show all sides, everything. And it's relatable. Nobody wants to just see a highlight reel. Now, my Instagram feed is very pretty because I like pretty things. But if you watch my stories, half the time I'm a hot mess. You know, So there's time and place. But I think if we can all do a better job of 
living transparently will inspire a lot more people. But it's hard to do that if you don't know who you are. Exactly. It's hard to be authentic to yourself when you don't know who that self is. Absolutely. So that's the importance of doing the work. That's right. That is so wonderful. There's so many different paths that people, I think, try to utilize to figure out exactly that, who they are. You know, some people do it through spirituality. Some people go to therapy. Some people do self-help. There's all kinds of things we do or people meditate, all kinds of different pathways. And this sounds like a beautiful path that will help people really explore that. And I love this other piece of the moral compass and really figuring out the things that that you agree with and you don't agree with. The essence of who you are, your convictions and your giftedness. And my main goal is that you leave with clarity and not confusion. Because like I said, most personal development stuff out there is just leaves people feeling more confused, right? It might inspire them, but ultimately it's not, it's not rooting them in truly what they need so that they can be really true to who they are with clarity, with clarity. Well, and also it sounds like the gift of that is when people have that clarity, then they can move to contribution. They can. And there's joy, joy. That's where true joy comes from, right? When we're aware of our own gifts. And as you were saying earlier, then we get to share them with others. Give them away. Just go give it away. But you can't give it away when you're questioning who you are. Exactly. You can't. Exactly. So we are just about out of time on this wonderful interview. I I so appreciate your time and your inspiration, just your sunshine. If people could see the screen right now, it's just, it's literally glowing. You're so sweet. What, if anything, would you like to leave people with as something that they could take with them to help them think maybe more clearly about how to integrate this stuff into their lives or even a resource that you would recommend? The first thing I would say is do the hard work for yourself, on yourself. I alluded earlier, it can be very tough work for a lot of people. You know, our stories are real. We've lived a lot of stuff, a lot, you know, many of us. And I would just encourage anyone listening to to do the work to unroot that stuff and really define who God created you to be great resource would be the Who Am I workbook. I honestly created it because there was nothing out there that was doing what I needed at that time in my life. So I would get that resource. There's amazing authors and all kinds of stuff that can inspire you. I read an amazing book the other day called The Dream of You by Joe Saxton. It's phenomenal. She's very big in her faith as well, but it's just very much like you dream of that child that you came into the world being. And it's a really beautiful journey of her story. So there's a lot of stuff. But if you want practical things, you know, look for that workbook. But know that it's not selfish to do that work on yourself. I think oftentimes, especially women, because we take care of everyone else before we take care of ourselves. And we think that taking the time to do that can be extremely selfish. It's not selfish. Ultimately, it's going to cause you to to live in the true the true reason that you're here, you know? And if you don't do that work, you're going to lack so much joy. You're going to question so much. So just know that it's not selfish and to do the work. And then finally, I would say, as you learn, get into action. 
as you discover new things about yourself, start applying them every single day so you get to experience more joy and give it away, right? Because we don't ever want to be stuck in the trap of just, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to stay over here and keep growing who I am, keep growing who I am, keep growing who I am, because then it is self-serving. And then it is just all about me, 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 me. Once you get to that place where you can start to apply it in your life, which we talk about with Rooted in Reason, that's where you really feel the joy. That's where it all makes sense because like we said so many times, it's figuring out who you are and then giving your giftedness, giving it away, giving it away to the world, loving and serving other people through it and you'll have so much joy. So just do the work, do the work. It's not selfish, it's worth it and then give it away. Thank you, Becca. This has been wonderful. I appreciate the gift of you and the gift that you're sharing with all of us. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be on here. I'm going to bring you back onto my podcast. Rooted in Reason podcast will be launching in about a month, and I can't wait to bring you on to have you share your story. I I know it'll inspire so many people. Thank you. our authentic selves. That can sound like such a tall order. Becca Lynn Johnson helps us to understand that getting to the root of who we are isn't as tricky or as difficult as we may think. It actually is a process of intention. As we show up every day and start delving in, what it takes is intention. By doing the work where we start to uncover the roots of who we really are and start learning about who we truly were as children, we can start getting a sense of what this essence for each one of us truly is. I loved thinking about the things that we did as kids when we weren't worried about anybody else watching. I can remember that so clearly myself. I have a picture of myself where I'm probably about four years old and I'm leaning my head over and I have my hand on the little girl beside me's shoulder and I have this kind of compassionate look on my face like, oh, it's okay. Always was this kind of natural counselor, this natural connector. And so I think that that's such an interesting thing to look back and start noticing what were those things that lit us up as children? What were those things that came natural to us? And it might not be that that we were the one out there always talking or always sharing. Maybe we had a love of music. Maybe we had a love for putting things together. I remember my brother, I think at eight years old, liked to take apart and put together an old radio that my mother had given him. So, you know, we all have certain gifts. And, and when I think about that today, you know, my brother has his own technology business. So I think those are important things, going back to our roots, looking at what are those things that as children really resonated with us, lit us up, and then the thing of what our gifts truly are. I think one of the ways we can really tell what our gifts are too is by what has given us joy throughout our lives. When we're in that element or when we feel like we're in our flow, For some people, it is running or it might be a certain sport or it might be art. It could be music. It might be connecting with other people. There's so many different gifts that each one of us bring. And I think the importance being that each one of us is born with gifts that we can share. And so doing that process, along with what Becca was sharing, really getting in touch with What are the things that I really am in line with? What do I agree with? And what do I disagree with? 
It sounds like that is a process of just clearing things out and becoming more clear within ourselves so that we can better make decisions that move us forward. So many insightful things, so many inspiring things in Becca's message. Truly, that once we start doing this deeper work, we can get a handle on the essence of who we are. We can really form and solidify our identity. And from that place, we can really gift the world with our inner gifts. And then the joy that emanates from us radiates out to all others. Remember, The Spark is your show too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NOCO Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This has been a production of NOCO-FM.